And it's over to me. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Rich Rothman. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, and Wanda's with me. Hiya, Wanda. 1,600 in some places. 16, yeah, if you're into military time. Yeah, I'm into military time. Okay, well, hey, yo, it's 1,600 right now, and we're on our way to 24 even. All right. So I want you to be aware of that. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, 1360 WKAT and The Rich Rothman Show. We're streaming live at therichrothmanshow.com. We're at iTunes. And one would hope we're streaming at 1360WKAT.com as well. Yeah, they're in the middle of things. Yeah, they're doing stuff. They're working things out. They're working things out. Anyway, it's supposed to be anyway. So uh, welcome. Uh, we, have a very, we have a very interesting week coming up for you, but today's a pretty interesting, challenging show. And uh, hey, how about a little bit of that game show music? That's right, Johnny. That's right. Today on the Rich Rothman Show, we've got Jeff Sabar, the tech report, the man who knows it all with his little fingers, traveling around the country, bringing you all the information that you need to know to find out how to make it work. Also on the show is Manny Gonzalez. That's right. Come on down. Manny Gonzalez, section chief. Yeah. At MIA Business Ventures right here in downtown wonderful Miami International Airport. And in the last hour of the uh, show, we've got Jeff Stover. Jeff Stover is the president and CEO of Stover and Associates. Come on down. That's right. And now back to you, Rich. Well, I feel better having done that. It's just a happy tune. That was just, just I used to love that stuff. Yeah. Well, Gene, you no, know, I used to like. I used, is that from? Well, uh, that's the match game. Oh, okay. So uh, that was Gene Rayburn. Okay. Didn't he do the match game? I think he You're did the match me. game. Yeah, he did the match game. I agree. With that really long, pencil-thin microphone that he would hold oh, in people's yeah, faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, see, you can go to the Game Show Network, and you can see Gene Rayburn. He's dead now. Gene uh, Rayburn. He, he got dead many years ago. I'm thinking ago. curly hair, but most of them had curly hair. No, he, he didn't have curly hair. No. No, no. he had he had he had uh, shorter straight back hair, and for a while in the seventies it was a little longer in the back. I think you should have a game contest about game show hosts. Well, I'd like to do that. I think that that would be an awful lot of fun. Do that. You know, people grew up watching. Test me. Test me. All right, Uh, who was the host of Price Is Right for many many years? Uh, Bob Barker. Okay, well that was one. Yeah, that's that's. Can you remember him from many many years ago? Used to always never walked around because I think he had a problem walking. I have no idea. Uh, neither I, do I right I now. Come to think of it, it was one of those. See, I can see his face, ding, but ding, I, get, ding. Oh. I can't think of his name right now. Okay, well, forget about that. All right. Um, Who's the guy on the Gong Show? And then we'll move on. Oh, the um, oh, the short guy. He's yeah. funny as heck, and he claimed that he was an, a see, killer for the Chuck CIA. Is, I'm thinking Chuck. Chuck Barris. Okay, so that's Chuck. Enough. Chuck. That was probably. I'm sure. You, listen, why don't you guys call in 305-447-3201. But we digress. And, yeah, but we digress because we want you to know that uh, we, we have all the information in the game show stuff here. But it's a very um, very interesting day. First of all, let me, let me point out how life can be. Hmm. You know, a uh, number of uh, months ago, we were uh, uh, invited, uh, Frank Armstrong and I were invited to go on uh, the USS George Washington nuclear-powered uh, carrier and we flew up to Jacksonville, and then we flew on to the deck of the aircraft carrier about 77 miles out to sea. Mm-hmm. And I uh, spent the day, met the, the uh, captain of the ship, and we met the admiral for the fleet, who also happens to be based on that ship, and, uh, you know, learned all about it. It was very exciting. And if you go to the website, you can see the pictures of it. They're still there because they're, they're kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out there was this horrendous fire on the ship after it left the port of Chile on its way to Next stop is going to be Hawaii, <clears throat> and then from Hawaii it was going to go over to be the first nuclear-powered carrier to be based in Japan, or in just in the Japan Japanese area. Gotcha. Well, anyway, so there's a fire on the ship, and, uh, and I mean, a really not a good, I mean, a bad fire, $70 million worth of fire. Uh, I don't think fire. a fire is ever really good. Bad. Worst thing on a ship, because it's so ship. close. When you get into that thing, I mean, the passageways are tiny. Even on an aircraft carrier, which is like 20 stories tall, uh, but even taller than that, but uh, from the keel. But uh, uh, anyway, they, it caught on fire, and evidently somebody was smoking. Ooh. Ooh. And where they shouldn't have been smoking, Uh-oh. there was a lot of oil. And uh, the oil uh, caught on fire, and 37 of the uh, seamen were, were wounded, were hurt. Oh. Uh, one pretty badly uh, with first and second degree burns, the rest were hmm. uh, just burned. Well, that'll and, get that monkey off your back. Well, not only to get the monkey off the bat, they got the captain off the ship. They fired him today. Why? The guy that we spent, he was such a nice guy. Was he smoking? Uh, no, 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 no. They won't admit, they won't say who did it, 
but they're saying that he did not maintain the ship. Well, here it is. Uh, a Navy statement on Wednesday said it was relieving Captain David Dykoff as commanding officer due to a confidence in his lack of confidence in his ability to command and his failure to meet mission requirements and readiness standards. One sailor suffered first and second degree burns, while another, 37, were treated for minor injuries. Uh, the carrier needed $70 million in repairs at a dockyard in San Diego, delaying its arrival in Japan. So, I mean, whoa, talk about how life absolutely changes so quickly. Wow. Uh, it's, I, I feel really bad for him because he, he was such a nice guy. You know, he gave us such a nice tour of the ship and put, let us go into all these secret well, places. maybe and somebody stuff. else will give him a job. It all works out. Well, ultimately, I guess someone's got to take the hit, and then he's the one that's going to take the hit, and they got to show Japan. The whole point was that they, we haven't had a nuclear uh, 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 a carrier or a ship over there ever since we dropped bombs on Japan. So, you know, Japan's very skittish about nuclear stuff. You know, they, they still remember that glow in the sky. Yeah. But uh, that means we're running out of time, huh? We need to let that go. we got to let it go. All right, Just we're going to let it go. go. Listen, we're going to take our first break. And uh, oh, by the way, I want to welcome the World Trade Center Miami Yay. as a new yay, another sponsor, yet another new sponsor for the World Trade Center, following in the footsteps of Enterprise Florida. Yay! Hey. So welcome all right, aboard. Welcome aboard. Sh- well, our ship with no. Our fires. ship. Uh, we don't smoke on our ship, so we're in good shape. Listen, we're going to be right back, and then we got tons of great stuff to talk to you about, and some really good guests today. So don't go anywhere. This is Rich Rothman and Wanda, thirteen sixty. Don't go. To the sun. It might be as simple as a water heater that bursts and floods your home. It could be as devastating as a fire that destroys your home. Either way, you need someone to represent you to make sure you get the maximum compensation from your insurance company. You need someone who knows how to prepare claims accurately. You need someone who can help you get a prompt and equitable settlement. You need East Coast Public Adjusters, one of the largest and most dependable firms in the insurance industry. East Coast Public Adjusters will be there for you every step of the way, from the initial evaluation and throughout the preparation of your claim. Sometimes people settle claims with their insurance company only to realize they're entitled to much more. East Coast Public Adjusters will help you reopen your claim and try to get you the money you need. If you've suffered damage to your home from flood, fire, lightning, wind or smoke damage, or even theft, you need East Coast Public Adjusters. Call East Coast Public Adjusters today. 305-441-0882. 305-441-0882. Or on the web at eastcoastadjusters.com. A new terminal that is larger than some mid-sized U.S. airport. The new Miami International Airport. A new 350-space ground-level short-term parking lot. The new Miami International Airport. The only U.S. airport with sleep pods. The new Miami International Airport. The international gateway to the Americas with more flights to South America than all U.S. airports combined. The new Miami International Airport. And coming soon, 61 new retail and food shops to add to your airport savoir-faire. Come experience the new Miami International Airport and watch us move towards the future. The new Miami International Airport. Seaboard Marine is an ocean transportation company that provides direct regular service between the United States and the Caribbean Basin, Central and South America. Seaboard Marine's success in the region for nearly 25 years has enabled it to expand into new markets, now serving nearly 40 ports in over 20 countries. Seaboard Marine's facilities include a private terminal of nearly 70 acres at the Port of Miami. Seaboard Marine carries more cargo to and from the Port of Miami than any other carrier. Although this facility complies with and exceeds all governmental security mandates, it operates seven days a week, 365 days a year, a unique convenience for its customers. Seaboard Marine serves these routes from Miami, Bahamas, Grand Cayman, Colombia, Dominican Republic, Eastern Caribbean, Haiti, Jamaica, North Central America, South Central America, Venezuela, and the West Coast of South America, including Peru, Chile, Bolivia. Seaboard Marine, a trade leader in the Western Hemisphere. 
Wallet feeling the crunch these days? The Florida Marlins have a way to save with the Marlins Free 5-Pack. Presented by Pollo Tropical. Buy a 5-Pack and get a second 5-Pack free. Packs start at just $75. That's right, only $75. Pick the games of your choice. See the Marlins battle the Cubs, Mets, Phillies, and others. You pick. Bring your kids. Bring your buddy. Bring your wife. The Marlins Free 5-Pack presented by Pollo Tropical. Get yours today. Call 1-877-MARLINS or go to FloridaMarlins.com. Marlins Baseball. You gotta be here. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL, customer service is back in shipping. Fresh talk with a South Florida flavor every Thursday and Friday. Have a little faith with a dashing hero like me on the case. How can we fail? This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360. Here's dashing. You have to give him that. W-K-A-T. Hi. Okay, we're back. Uh, welcome to 1360. This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360 WKAT, along with Wanda in the booth, and we're glad to have you here today. Um, okay, now I think we're going we're gonna to have a little conversation today about luckies. So let's see if we can get a little lucky stiff music going. Can we do that? Pandemonium <laughs> oh. well, in the booth. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. That's okay, all right. But it's okay, because yeah. it's, it's good to do this. Listen, let me... Uh, you know, we just said how life changes on a dime. We were talking about the $70 million blaze and how the USS George Washington, they're really, I mean, the average age of the person working on that ship, assigned to the ship, is 19. I mean, they're young as can be. Wow. I mean, uh, maybe it's 23. I think it's 23. Young, very, very young people on the ship. And, uh, but I got to tell you, uh, I mean, how many people, you know, go on a vacation and then have an accident and die? And, uh, Number one. Yeah, it is just it's horrible. It is horrible. And uh, Steve Chaikin, uh, a well-known Miami attorney, uh, is out in Aspen with his family and some family friends for their you know summer vacation. And and I've been out there in the summertime, and the rivers are terrific. And you go water rafting, and you know they have white water, different levels, one, two, three, four of uh, levels of white water. And evidently, he and his wife and their a ten-year-old daughter, Sydney. Uh, we're out doing this thing in the water uh, near Aspen. Beautiful out there. His wife slips and falls into the water. So Stephen, who age 57, by the way, goes to do the right thing. He tr- get, get her out of the water, you know, to help her. And, uh, and, and I guess save her. And in so doing, he slips, falls into the water, bangs his head, Goes downriver, I guess it goes over the waterfalls that were there because they were climbing some waterfalls. And and then you know where I'm going with it, and he dies. I mean, they find him down below the falls, I guess, face down on the water. And, uh, you know, it only takes a spoonful of water in your lungs for a certain period of time, and you die. And this man dies at age 57, leaving behind a a wife who has to be mortified witnessing this and a 10-year-old daughter and so forth. And and uh, he was a terrific guy, uh, you know, wonderful man. He did great things. He's devoted to the law, uh, a, a great moral individual, uh, nothing but accolades for the man. Uh, I know we had Jane Moskowitz on the show a couple of months ago talking about a trial that was uh, being held in Miami. And, uh, you know, she just thought, uh, you know, uh, she's quoted in the paper saying, nobody ever worked harder, nobody had a bigger heart. He's one of the wisest people I ever knew. And... Uh, and it's nice to hear that uh, about about people, but it's it's so sad because he got dead today. I mean, he just, I, it just, you know, so you, you walk out of your house, you get hit by a when car. When did this car. happen? Yes, today. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. So uh, so that that's one person who uh, who who died on us. Uh, another person who died recently is um, Jason Morris Berkman, a judge. He was eighty six. And uh, the judge was the. This is the connection that people are going to remember the the pornography movie, the porn movie Deep Throat. Oh yeah, that was from the seventies. Well, evidently, Judge Berkman was on the case, uh, and uh, who thirty five years ago ruled the pornographic blockbuster Deep Throat too obscene. He ruled it too obscene for Miami Dade County, and he died July twenty seventh at Mount Sinai Medical Center. He'd been affiliated with Alzheimer's disease, so I guess that's not very good. But uh, he fined the uh, the the people uh, involved with it. Uh, the the uh, he declared it lacking in redeeming social value and fined the exhibitor five hundred dollars. 
Deep Throat, of course, went on to make lots and lots of money. That's all it takes. And uh, lots case. of stories about Deep Throat, that the mm-hmm. mob put the money up, and the mob made the money, and the mob made Linda Lovelace do the yeah. film. I don't really know that much about it. It was uh, well, it's a pretty wild film. It's a pretty explicit X-rated, triple X-rated film. And triple. it was the first one that went into a, a gazillion theaters around the United States. Wow. But, I re- but Linda Lovelace, who literally performed hmm. lots of things, uh, never really got much money out of it, and neither did anybody else associated with it. Hmm. The mob made the money. The mob? The mob. Not mom. Not mom. Okay. No, her mom was very upset with her, I think. Okay. But the, <laughs> keep mom, mommy out of this. Mom made the mob. Yeah, the mob, M O B, as in the boys from Secaucus, New Jersey, made the money. And so um, so he got dead uh, on the 87th at age 86. Okay. Um, you know, World War II guy. So that's another guy who got dead. Then. More lucky stiffs. And I think I knew this person, Deborah Ninch, N Y C Z. N Y C Z. Ninch. That's like a Monty Python thing, isn't it? Ninch. Ninch. Neat, neat. Uh, age 62. That's pretty close to me. Wow. Uh, she was a champion of faculty rights. She was a fighter during her 32 years at Broward Community College. She was a longtime chemistry and physical science professor, lost her 20-year battle. I guess she's not saying what illness it was, but um, anyway, uh, she died. But I think I knew her because I, when I started teaching at, uh, well, I don't know if it, this is maybe even longer than that. I, when I first started teaching, I was at BCC. I taught English. That's the first place I, I taught college English. So uh, anyway, so she died, and I feel bad about that. And then another local person died, uh, Harvey Ira Houtkin, 59, younger than me, author of books on stock trading. Are you going to gauge everyone's age? Yeah, I, I like to do that. Okay, just so, check it. So he's 59. I don't want you to start you know, getting He died. And then on top of all of that, it's the start of lobster season. Oh, yes. You know, August 1st, that week before, they have oh. the mini lobster season. Going then you have the, the real lobster season. Bug hunting. And as of this morning, two di- two lobster di- divers died. Uh, looking it, for another one. You know, and that they found them, and, and now three are committed. So three? Oh. Three are dead now, along with a lot of dead lobster. So, um, wow. I mean, this is really awful. People you know? die every day. Well, yeah, but I mean, why do you die going for? First of all, you People want a lobster? Every day. Go to Red Lobster. They got lots of them. They bring oh, it but to that's you. No fun. You know, they bring. How, I, first of all, you can almost snorkel to get a lobster. Yeah. You know, lobsters are near reefs. Reefs aren't. You don't have to be a hundred feet down to get a lobster. I'd be afraid to actually grab a lobster while it's alive. I used to go lobster. That's lob- why I go. You, to you know, it's kind of neat lobster. though because you watch them from above, and there'll be a whole long string. I don't know what they call them. You know, you have a gaggle of geese or ducks and. A and bunch can, of lobster, and you have a bunch of lobster all walking along the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, hopefully, not out in the open because then they're kind of open to the elements. But not the very smart ones. And you just kind of look at them and figure which ones are the ones you can take and ones you can't take. And but I don't know. I don't understand how these. I, you know, because people get nuts. They get so excited about something mm-hmm. that, and they haven't been scuba diving. One guy they said died of a heart attack. So he got so excited <laughs> and he overexerted himself. His heart gave out. He blew a valve. Well, I mean that's in, that's horrible. Well, actually, and then the other people don't pay attention to what you know their their air or something. They're excited. They're what a way to go, doing something you're really excited about. I mean you know you leave people behind. Oof. God, that's awful. Okay, now let, moving on. Enough yeah. of the dead. Okay. Enough of the dead. We're we're done with the dead. Let's. I want to talk a little bit about uh, leasing cars, and um, that's been in the headlines lately. And we've been talking about this. Kind of leads into our energy conversation, and we we talk energy every week. And as a matter of fact, we're having somebody from GM from their uh, research and uh, development division tomorrow, right? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about alternative source of I energy love cars. That conversation. I know it's going to be really, really good. I love alternatives. So we got a really cool GM person coming tomorrow. But we all know that the major companies. Uh, U.S. companies primarily, uh, GM, Chrysler, and Ford, have been posting record losses. GM, uh, I mean, Ford, rather, posted an $8.7 billion loss, partly because of a charge-off that they took, a $5 billion charge-off. But they have nonetheless been posting <clears throat> incredible, sorry about that, incredible losses uh, on their books. And, and of course, a lot of that is tied into the fact that for the last 25 to 30 years, they've been pushing these large, shouldn't do that, large SUVs, uh, which get about one mile to the gallon. You know, they, re- they get like six, nine, ten, you know, if you're lucky, 12. I know my, my wife had an SUV, a Mercedes SUV, three, ML350 for about three years, and it, it got horrible gas mileage. Just they're so heavy. 
There's so much steel. A small woman to be in such a large car. Yeah, and you always see these <laughs> these little people in these cars the size of you know. Can I get federal funding? I got a car the size of Rhode Island. I mean, Andy Corge wouldn't even drive a car like that, would he? I don't think so. Nah, I don't think nah so. he doesn't go for that. Nah. Um, but anyway, so um, so things are changing, and we've told you that the paradigm is shifting. There's a big shift occurring, like and that. and and what are the what are the neat things that you could do that, of course, when I was a kid growing up, they never had. When I was a kid growing up, you bought a car. You know, I remember my dad every X number of years, and that's not every two or three years. It was maybe every six years to seven. I just talked about this with my sister the other night. We were doing a, a retro history of all the different cars that we had growing <laughs> up. And it really wasn't a lot because in those days you bought a car, you paid, you know, whatever they paid. And then after I don't even know how many months my father would get a car loan for or if you, even if he had a car loan, you know, very often he just paid cash. But um, you either paid cash because you had the juice to buy the car, or which is the cool. best thing to do. Yeah, so cool, man. <laughs> We're so cool hip. Had the juice there. to buy the car. All right, he's man. got the battery, baby. He's, he's buying that car. I am walking down because I got the juice and it's falling out of my pocket, All baby. Right, focus. Okay, let's get back. So. You would buy a car, and then you'd keep it for six, seven years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until the bloody thing was falling apart, and it's time to go to the you know car heaven. I've had mine for eight. Well, there you have it. But See? but a lot of people lately I now I don't car. know when leasing started because I can't remember when I had my first lease. I actually think I had my first lease in 1991 when I was at Blockbuster. I had a I, I got a Mercedes and I got a lease. I don't know why because that's that's what everyone to, did. I want my car. I love my car. Why would you want to give it up? But people, I'll tell you why. Because when you lease a car, you're only paying for the depreciated value, mm-hmm. the value that depreciates on a car, not the total value of the car. So what does that mean? That means you can get more car. You know, people could be driving more tricked out. Whoa! Continuing with the juice thing. <laughs> juice tricked. Yeah, I'm gonna trick out my car. You gotta write this down. Dude. That's right. So you can buy more of a car for less money. See? Tricked out car, less money, more car. Okay, if you lease. And then what happens at the end of that lease period, you turn the car back. You don't own the car. So a lot of people used to say, well, why am I making payments? That's ridiculous. I don't own anything after all these months. Yeah, but you don't. All you're paying for is the depreciation. You're not paying for that other, depending what's left, you know, 40% of the car that you didn't pay for. It's going back, and then they then put that on a lot somewhere, and they wholesale the car to wholesale it somewhere in the world or in the United States, like Mannheim up in uh, Pennsylvania, and there's man they have a place in Central Florida too, and you uh, and you get rid of the car. Now the problem is, and this is where the shift is occurring, that SUVs stink; <laughs> they get lousy gas mileage. So yeah. if you notice, you will go by the car dealerships particularly U.S. cars, and you will see SUVs lined up, all these big SUVs. Mm. They, have, they have hundreds of them, and, and, and they're not selling. Going out of and style. And therefore, the value of the SUV is going down. I feel like Al Gore. The earth has a fever. GM has a fever. And when you have a fever, you go to the car doctor. Okay. Okay. So the point is they can't sell them. No one's going to want to buy a SUV that gets nine miles to the gallon. I hear the Canadians want them. Well, well they, because Canadians pump their own oil. That's it. They're fairly independent on that. So how do we get some of these SUVs so, and take them across the board? Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is that you're going to wind up giving these cars away cheap. So if you want to buy an SUV, now's the time to do it because they will wheel. Short of them actually giving it to you, they'll take anything to uh, to get rid of them. And I understand that because remember we said you know necessity is the mother of invention. So it's necessitating that a whole new generation of cars are going to come in. Now, what's happened is that <laughs> I got you. What's happened is that Chrysler first, now followed by GM and Ford, said they're cutting back on their leasing policies. Woo! Mm-hmm. That puts a real dent, and that juice in your the pocket, juice in the pocket is whoa! It's not as it. juicy as it was before, yeah. unless you're wearing juicy jeans, in which case you have the word "juicy" roll across your tushy. But now. Having said that, so what's going to happen? What's going to happen is what we did back in the 50s and 60s and 70s that we bought cars. So now you're going to have car dealerships giving you longer-term loans. They'll give you 72. It used to be the biggest loan was like 60 months. No American car would last 60 months. It's Hmm. five years. Never going to happen. 
But that's strictly my opinion. Not, I don't want to get sued for this. Just strictly, I could be wrong. Call me three zero five four four seven three two zero one, and I'll and I'll fight it with you. My opinion. But now it's seventy two months. Show. Right at seventy two months. I mean, God. I mean, I don't know how long a car can last. It depends. I guess if you take care of it, you can do that. And I, and they are making better cars. The cars are radically better than they used to be. You know, people think back in the seventies and cars lasted. Let me think. An hour, mm-hmm. they fell apart. But now it's not that way. So what's going to happen is that you're going to wind up getting more incentives to come in from the dealership, but it's going to be on a loan. And what little leasing they are, or what remaining leasing, remaining leasing they're going to do is going to be for their better customers because credit's going to be tightening up. And that's, that's where that's going um, on, uh, on Wall Street. I just thought I'd tell you that. You guys should check that out because if you really want to lease a car. Now, the European and Japanese, the overseas cars are not quite as uh, problematic, and they're, and they're still leasing uh, uh, the way they have been, according to all the articles in the Wall Street Journal and USA Today and Market Watch, and you can go online and, and check all them out just like I do. But, um, but now's the time to do it because that window is going to close. Hmm. And it used to be, you know, nothing down and, you know, just sign and drive. I mean, you just saw that for Volkswagen yeah, commercials. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that, that was their whole big push. People would come in and sign and drive. And, uh, but those days are going to disappear to a degree. And they're not going to be, well, Volkswagen will still lease because it's a European car. But uh, yeah, anyway, so the good news is you can probably get great deals on cars right now if you want them. If you want to lease them. So, but uh, and I'm just waiting until the whole new model. I think within I think so. two years, all this new stuff's going to come out. Yeah. And that's when I'm going to do it. So I just want you folks to know You're about that. You're trying to that. unload the old ones now. Well, yeah, and it's technology from two or three, four years ago. That's what I'm saying. So I have, I have no interest in doing that for myself. So I'm going to keep driving that gas customer Mercedes that I got, and we'll do that. Um, a quick, quick discussion about the school board, and then I'm going to do a little space talk if we have time. Uh, as you may know, uh, God, the, the, the candles were burning late last night at the Miami-Dade School Board where the uh, school budget was finally passed and, and a lot of fighting. And, you know, there's a lot of acrimony in the, uh, in the uh, Miami-Dade School Board meetings. I will tell you that. A lot of people evidently don't like Rudy Crew, no, the superintendent. Don't. No, they Whoa. don't. I mean, th- it is obvious where they come out with statements. I think we should have elections to get somebody to be the superintendent. I mean, it's just horrible. Can I just tell you something? Yeah, go. When I get, when I get to work at 4.30, yeah. 4.30 a.m., yeah. the news trucks are still out there. They're still clamoring about. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's madness. I don't understand. You mean for the school board? For the school board. They're still oh, out yeah. there. They're well, still they, out there. They were going until after midnight last That's night. That's what I heard. And, uh, and, and, and to a degree, here? it missed some of the, uh, the newspapers because they couldn't hold. You know, they got to print it sometime. And, um, and they didn't get all the news because I noticed on the, on the uh, internet. This morning, you can get a little bit more more updated news from it. But the thing that concerns me the most about all of this, and maybe you can agree or disagree with me, is that, see, I'm, I'm an ex-teacher. I come from a family of teachers. And, and I don't like the idea that teachers get short shrift. Me neither. Um, first of all, they're the most underpaid civil servants anyway. They're the most underappreciated and they work the hard. They work incredibly hard hours, my friends. And they're and they're and they're teaching and educating the next generation of, of, of our citizens. So I, so for them to pass a budget, and and allow there's a loophole that the funding from the state drops at a certain point. I guess it invalidates contracts. Teachers negotiated a contract in good faith a year or two ago, and now that contract's invalidated, and then and the board doesn't have to honor it. And they're not going to get their raise. Now, you got to understand people saying, well, they're lucky they have a job. But you don't understand. These are people who go to college for four or five years. Then they got to go and take in-service credits. Then they got to go and get 15 hours beyond that at a college to maintain their certificate. And then most of them, or a lot of them, if you're really serious, you got to get a master's. I got my master's degree after I graduated within two years. Done. I had my hours. I was done. Because in, in New York State, where I graduated from, and I was certified there first, you have to have your master's of 30 hours within two years or you lose your certificate. So that scares everybody. you got to go over right back. So, so they're putting in all this time. They're putting in extra hours. They do all sorts of extra things because a lot of teachers, most of them really love what they do. They're yes, devoted. They do. I mean, they're doing it. You don't have to be. You ain't doing it to make a lot of money because you're not. Right. But you're doing it because it's really a, the best thing I ever did in my life was being a teacher. The best. And those are the teachers you really want teaching your kids. Yes, isn't it? exactly. 
And you don't want this instability where they're in one year and that you can't keep you can't keep a good person because they can't live on the money that I mean how can you give somebody a thirty seven thousand dollars starting salary who has a four or five year degree and then you obligate them to get another fifteen to thirty or thirty two or thirty six hours you know beyond that within a certain period of time and in service credits and then they got to go to all these other meetings and then they got to put up with parents who don't give a damn anyway about what's going on half of them they just don't. You know, it's always the teachers, it's a school system. The parents have to get involved in the system. And so I am personally very upset that uh, the school board really let the teachers down. The teachers. I'm also upset to a degree that this county's not doing something about it. And I'm also upset that the state's not doing something about it. And we're going to follow. I really want to get somebody from the union uh, on the show. We'll get Jeff after the break. Uh, we'll get, maybe we'll get him on for a second, and then we'll go to the break. That's up to you. But, uh, but let me just finish my point. So uh, I think, listen, folks, if you're listening and you're, t- you're going to do something, why don't you think about this? Why don't you let, if you're in Dade County, why don't you let your school board know that, you know what, don't forget the teachers. Let's not forget the teachers. They came here for a reason. You know, when you, when you start teaching, you get a salary schedule, and it's a pitiful schedule. I don't care where you go in the state of Florida. I know what it is for Broward. It ain't great. After 11 years, you're lucky if you make in the mid-40s. 11 years. Who works for 11 years and doesn't even make $45,000 a year? $47,000. That's pre-tax, kids. Now take off your state. You know, Just forget about it. It's just, it's just not fair. So these people sign on because there's a schedule and an agreement, and then it's taken from them. So something has to be done. I mean, this is a great state. This is a wonderful place to live, except during a hurricane. Um, it's kind of fun. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> my, I haven't experienced my wife the worst I, of it, I guess. It was terrifying at Wilma. I like how it quiets it down. Uh, oh. All right. But I'm serious. You yes, should you let are. your school board commissioner or whatever the, your local representative know that, you know what, don't forget the teachers. Let's get the, back in there. Let's do something for the teachers. Don't let the teachers be the bank for the school board to balance their budget because that's what it is. You know, very often corporations use their vendors in bad times to be their bank, which means you don't pay your vendors and you pay other people. That that that's that's the difference. But uh uh so anyway, having said that, I've said that. And that's all I'm going to say about it. So so much for that. Um Jeff Zabar, are you there? You do this to me every time. <laughs> what did I do to you? Get you? on a rant. I have 3 kids in the school system and you get on a rant and then all of a sudden we like Okay, so let's talk about, you know, daisies in the field. No, no, no. We're going to come back. I want, I want to talk about that with you a little bit. And also, look at all the technology that's in school that's so important for your kids. And this is a great time to buy technology because if you buy stuff for the, school, it's tax-free. But we're not going to pay the teachers to like for hours to learn how to use the technology. They have to do that on their own. Isn't that amazing, Jeff? Or they have to buy the laptop on their own so they yeah. can use it. My, my ex-wife's a teacher. She had to go out and buy her own... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Mac. She has an Apple. Mac. Apple. Mac. What are they called these days? The same thing. Mac. Same thing. Mac. Yeah, she has a Mac. 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 Listen, we got Zabar on the line, the tech report. If anybody goes right now, you're in big trouble because Jeff gets annoyed. So don't All go right. anywhere. This is Rothman on uh, 1360. We'll be back on the other side. Port of Miami is the second largest economic engine in our community, providing an annual economic base of over $16 billion and over 100,000 jobs. These are high-paying in-demand jobs, very much coveted by other cities and ports throughout the Americas. We're fortunate to have this business, and of that $16 billion, international trade and cargo at the port accounts for over $13 billion per year, a significant fact, as well as a significant economic impact for all of us, the Port of Miami, working to enhance and contribute to the economic success of our country, further reinforcing Miami and South Florida as the gateway to the Americas. 
Do you own a business outsourcing your accounting? Then call the accounting and tax experts at TNJ Tax Service. For over 30 years, TNJ Tax Service has been preparing taxes for South Florida companies and individuals. As enrolled agents with the Internal Revenue Service, the pros at TNJ Tax Service can represent you or your company professionally to the IRS. Have challenges with your company's bookkeeping? Then call TNJ Tax Services. QuickBooks Certified. TNJ Tax Services can provide training on QuickBooks for any small business. If you need monthly or quarterly bookkeeping services to handle all of your payroll and business needs, then you need to call TNJ Tax Service. Located at Taft and Flamingo in the Pillbox Plaza. Call 954-432-1700. 954-432-1700. TNJ Tax Services. No one covers local, national, and world news like Rich Rothman. And no one covers local, national, and world shipping like DHL. DHL. Customer service is back in shipping. Live from Atlantic Radio Network in Coral Gables, Florida. So crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. This is the Rich Rothman Show on 1360 WKAT. I got the juice. You got something all right. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Rich Rothman on 1360 WKAT. Uh, our number is 305-447-3201, or you can go to info at therichrothmanshow.com. And uh, slip us an email if you're somewhere around the world. Slip an email. Slip it if you got the juice, baby. You can if do it. What's tricked out? Jeff's a bar. Oh. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> hey, hey, yo, Come Jeff. Home. What's going on, Jeff? Nothing. Just uh, hanging out, working in my uh, in my tricked out home office. A lot better <laughs> than the RV, although I'm not seeing as much of the uh, the country as as uh, as I would be on the road. But we're Aww. having fun nonetheless. So did you go through a little uh, culture shock coming home? I got to tell you, I came home, and as, as for those who don't recall, I was on home office highway for three weeks touring the eastern seaboard from here to Massachusetts and back, had my laptop, had my Verizon Air card, everything we needed to do what we had to do, came home, and, and like it was almost as if I never had a desktop computer. I didn't want to turn it on. I didn't want to power it up. I was working on a laptop in bed. I was working on a laptop in front of the TV. I was at the kitchen table, everywhere with a laptop, but not not powering up the computer in the home office. And it took me about three or four days to ultimately go into my office, turn on the lap, the, the desktop computer, and now I'm, you know, I mean, it's certainly more comfortable to work in, in my, you know, the throne, as it were, you know, on the, in my home office, in my ergonomic chair with the big 19-inch monitor, all that sort of fun stuff. But it just, there was a little culture shock coming home, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I generally, I handle it well because I, I just like cry. Cry. <laughs> Cry and hit the sauce. Because <laughs> I just I get very sad when when I come back from a trip. That goes back when I was a kid in New York, and we would we would always come to Florida for at least once, maybe twice a year. But for sure, we were down here for the Easter vacation. And uh, in New York, you know, it would be miserable in March. Let's say it's a lousy month in New York. February is even worse, but that's winter. And we we'd come to Florida. And it's like gorgeous, it's heaven, you know, for a kid coming from New York City. And then you go back to New York. And uh, and I just remember driving through the streets, coming back from um, this is we're talking a long time ago, Jeffrey. So we would take Florida East Coast or Seaboard uh, Airline Railroad. You know, I remember right. those, which was fun, by the way. And um, I just cried when I remember that sitting in my room, you know, with tears in my eyes. I was back in New York. You must have been a school teacher crying about coming to Florida. No, just kidding, just kidding. Let's not go there. No, no. I, I just, I, I loved, I loved the idea of coming to Florida. I was in Syracuse for seven years, and it was just bloody awful. I mean, after yeah, a while, yeah. all well, it did was know, rain. I'm born and raised here, and we sort of, we were joking. Y'all were joking, you know, about the hurricanes and all that. I remember back with Andrew getting way off topic with Andrew. If, if you remember pre-Andrew, hurricane supplies were beer and batteries for your flashlight and radio. And yeah, no one took it seriously. No one, no one took hurricane. I didn't take it seriously. Absolutely. It's like a hurricane. Wait, what, what do we got here? What do we got going here? We got some jack, you know? Exactly. You know? All right, so it's going to be But then when you saw what happened, you go, holy mother of God. Right. Look what happened here. We you lost 55,000 homes. Exactly. The, well, holy when you shoot. build them out of toothpicks and balsa wood... That's kind of what happens, yeah. you know, down south, the ones that got really devastated. No, I'm, I don't mean to make, make light of, of anyone who lost anything way back when, um, but, you know, the, the South Florida building code was, okay, you got some duct tape, you know, how about some, some wood? Let's put them up, because that's, you know, it's sort of akin to Carl Hyacin's line about, you know, trailer parks make for great photo ops after a hurricane. Yeah, you know, it does. No one cared. 
No right. one thought anything about it, and we, we should have known better, but we didn't. But, you know, now we realize that it's, it's stuff to be taken seriously, and, you know, whether it's your house, whether it's your office, whether it's your home office. Um, how we got on this tangent, I have no I idea. Know, but, but it's fun. But it's Bring fun. it around, Jeff. Bring it around. Bring all right, now. I'm trying. But, but, but first of all, i got to tell you, Jeff, you have a, you have a, your column is every week in the uh, South Florida Business Journal. Absolutely. I, I remember I spoke to Gary, and I, I promised that we would promote that more because we're going to work something out with him. It's great. You know what? It's, it's my marketing column. In fact, last week, for those who read it, it came out uh, last Friday, uh, was a slight departure. It was about this trip called, well, Home Office Highway. Um, and just talking about how I was able to do the, do the, uh, the, the column from the road. But yeah, I mean, if you run a marketing shop or if you run a company that ever has to do any sort of marketing, whether it's online, traditional, you're running ads, doing some PR, you're doing some promotions, an event, whatever, uh, that's the type of, type of stuff we write about. And that's the type of stuff I want to hear about about in order to have it out there in the column because I'm not talking about what Burger King is doing. I mean, no disrespect, but it's not what some Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 is doing with a, you know, 100 million dollar or 300 million dollar marketing budget. It's really about what a small to medium-sized organization can do when they're really, you know, watching their nickels and trying to make the best marketing bang that they can for their buck. And whether it's again online or traditional, um, that's the type of stuff we're looking for. So there's a lot of great ideas out there and I need to hear about them. Well, you know what? So, so what's what's your topic in the in the business journal this week? What are you specifically talking about? Well, we we this week every couple of weeks we do what I call a roundup, and we look at a couple different ideas, a couple different things going on out there. What I do is I, I kind of um, alternate between a a general lead story, you know, like one big item, and a few small ones, every, you know, on alternating weeks. So the the this year. The uh, the Orange Bowl is going to be the site. The the Orange Bowl event is going to be the site of the you know the Big Four, the Orange Sugar Fiesta and Rose Bowl. Um, but also we're going to have the national championship, that BCS game uh, this year. So the Orange Bowl committee has rolled out some new logos and talking about their marketing. So we I spoke to the people over at the Orange Bowl committee to find out what they have in store and what they're thinking about to to try and blow that out a little bit and, and get some some good strength behind it. Um, and then the other thing we're talking about, and this is a little bit bigger than what we would normally cover, but Zimmerman Advertising up here in Broward County has launched a new ad campaign called Ice Cream World for Friendly's Restaurant. It's a 500, you know, 500 restaurant chain, um, and they've launched a new ad campaign. And what's really interesting is those who have followed Zimmerman, um, you know, for years they were the screaming car spot guys, and they were the ones who really, they, they, they started out in, in automotive advertising, and they were the ones who originally created the ads that really bugged you when you're driving down the street um, or on TV. But then they really came around. They got Nissan as a client, the regional dealers, and then they moved up and really refined their creative product. And they've got some great stuff. And this one, I tell you what, this 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 ad campaign that they came out with, Ice Cream World, um, almost is like a it, it's it's almost akin to like Lucy in the Sky with diamonds, where there's a you know a, a river flowing through the middle, and and there's you know, chocolate frisbees and ice cream flowers. So wait a minute. So what's so different about, you know, I, I remember Friendly when I was a kid. And they, they had that up north, too. But what's going to be different about this place compared to, let's say, a typical Friendly? Do you, you know? Oh, well, it's not the it's it's the ad campaign. It's not it's not a redo of it. They're, oh. they're strengthening the brand. It's As they said in a, in a press release that went out, the brand has kind of gone a little stale. The marketing for it had gone a little stale. So. Everything gets stale. Yeah, well, how can you reinvigorate or uh, that brand um, when it's been around for a long time, and how do you bring it up? And so what they did is they took, they, they call a mashup between live action and animation um, sort of merged into one ad uh, or in, into an, in a campaign. So in the TV ad, it has people sitting at a booth uh, that then they sort of start eating their ice cream because I don't I don't know Friendly's you know Friendly's is not a South Florida brand but essentially it's about the ice cream at the end of the meal is what they're saying okay you have your meal but then you have your ice cream and so people are eating their ice creams out of a traditional you know high tops you know Sunday cup or whatever it is and they start to um and and then it sort of morphs into this this scene of them on the water and, and, you know, biking along and chocolate frisbees and whatever. And, and Jesus, I'm hungry. You yeah, keep exactly. this up. I'm going to have to leave and go to Cafe Abracci downstairs and get something. There you go. Oh, my God. Spumoni. Anything. I, biscuit tortoni. Just got hungry. Exactly. Well, we, it did what it's supposed to do. It made people hungry. Just they didn't want you to go somewhere else. Although I don't, I don't even know if they have South Florida locations. I've never. I saw plenty of them on the road when I was driving up north. Soda. But you know, again, it's not a brand that I'm familiar with. But um, there's no friendly down here. 
I don't, I, I don't sure know that there's no friendlies. The closest one I've seen is in Sarasota, but that's that's not here. I'm a, maybe I, you know where I bet I saw. Maybe I saw them in, in Orlando. Maybe in Orlando I saw a friendly. Yeah, there's some in Florida. I bet there are some because they have everything Central in Orlando. Florida, I mean, yeah. the world comes to Orlando for the mouse. I mean, exactly. Well, for the, the mouse, mouse and everything the, else, the mouse has it all. Don't, don't mess with the mouse. <laughs> you know. So there's there's a lot. So that's that's what we're covering. And so you know, this, ice this, cream. By the way, I got got to digress. I got to stop you there. I, I mean, ice cream is important. My wife, first of all, my, I hate to, look, Glory's an addict. I just want you to know that. I just want, I, I have it's to, right. I have to, confess. this is like group therapy with thousands of people, but Glory's an addict. She's Glo- in good shape. Glory will say to me, I am not going to eat as much ice cream anymore. I mean, that's her one thing. She can't go by a day without ice cream. Oh. Just can't. And, 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 I, and, I, and I caught her, I mean, she, last night she was like in the kitchen. She didn't actually put the ice cream into her bowl and bring it back into the bedroom or the media room or whatever. She she's standing by the sink, <laughs> eating it out of you know whatever wherever it came from. I don't have to, I just some major brand that she gets. And it's local in Fort Lauderdale on the east side. Go figure it out. And so I said, huh? I thought you weren't going to have ice cream. Well, I'm not really. You know, I'm I'm just I'm not really. It's not really like, having it. A little is not really having ice cream. It's all a matter of you know the the volume and how you define a little. Well, she will. Really. She. I think. I first of all, I don't think she's ever going to listen. She, she would. She would sell her Wibby. I think if she if she could get ice cream for it. I just want you to be aware of that. Not sure what that. Wanda is. doesn't. She never had kids. She doesn't know what a Wibby is. A Wibby. Okay. A Wibby is the thing that they like a little blanket, blankie that they carry around for security. Oh. You know, Jeff, did your kids ah, have a Wibby? Well, I never called it a Wibby, but we called it a Blanky. One of my kids called it a Gawky, so we call it a Gawky. <laughs> and they don't get rid of it. And it's like no, in the movie absolutely. Mr. Mom. You know, the kid's got this, this Wibby, and he's trying to break because He says, look, you know, you start with a blanket. You're going to go to a, you know, a bedspread. The next thing you know, you're stealing sheets. It's like, and he, the kid couldn't get rid of the Wibby. And they finally do the scene when they burn the Wibby. Gloria's daughter, Sydney, had a Wibby. And, and I remember Gloria having this, listen, honey. You're getting older now, and you're gonna. You're a teenager now. You're like 13, and you got to get rid of your whippy. And and we thought that she got rid of the whippy. Except one day we were cleaning in her bedroom, and the whippy was hidden under her bed. I remember this. I'm gonna get into such trouble for this. You I mean, I am sleeping. I am sleeping in a guest room tonight. It's just want you to know that between the 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 addiction to ice cream and this. And so it was a really big problem to get her daughter to get rid of the Wibby. I mean, that's just and 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 my son Philip had a, a little stuffed uh, dog that we got. That's uh, I forget the name of the dog now, but they wouldn't get rid of it. So ice cream. I got to tell you yeah. something, Jeff. First of all, Jordan Zimmerman's a genius. He's he's really done wonders with that shop, and he's surrounded yeah. himself yeah. with some really really bright minds. We need him on the show. I mean, he's a good friend of uh, of uh, Nova Southeastern, mm-hmm. uh, Randy Pohl, and and we need to get Randy on the show. Like, we're going to do a big thing at, at Nova right after Labor Day. Will they yeah, bring Jordan ice cream? Was just indoctrinated into the Entrepreneur Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's right, and that's where we're doing a special on entrepreneurs at Nova right. Southeastern University with right. Randy and. And Joe Pineda, and we're going to have George. We need a lot of people there. And Jeff, in fact, Jeff should be there for that. Absolutely. That'll be fun, Jeff, to co-host and co-moderate that. I'd that'd be, that'd be, be good involved. for you. We'd have fun. So, all right. So, t- anything more? A little bit more on tech. Anything we need to know about tech for today? You know what? There's, there's a. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking back to some of the things that that we've spoken about in the past, but continue to be sort of top of mind and and top line technology. There's a lot of great applications out there. You know what? I, I'm, I'm putting together some thoughts. On, for example, the stuff we've spoken of in the past, we've spoken of Twitter, we've spoken of of, of Flickr and these these social networking applications. We've spoken. I've written extensively in my column, for example, on um, on LinkedIn and some of these things that are tools that help build your business. And when you talk about marketing and how you can how you can build your brand with marketing, it's again not about hiring Jordan's agency. It's not about hiring an, an ad shop to to create all sorts of ads. I'm I'm a big believer that when I did my column, when I do my column for the Business Journal, the one thing I want is for people to be able to come away and say, you know, maybe this is something I can do. You know, certainly when we talk about an ad campaign for friendlies, it's really not something you can do. But no, I mean, some ideas for, for ways to handle stuff internally or to think creatively and to use some of the tools that you're using every day anyway. You know, I've written about, for example, the business card. You know, there's a new service out there called Moo.com, uh, M-O-O, like the cow goes, Moo.com, and then there's another one, Vistaprint. They can do really, really high-end, super glossy, personalized business cards for really, really cheap. 
And so the people who go to their local copy shop and get a, you know, one color, you know, black ink on white card uh, for, you know, $30, $40 for 1000 they're missing the point because these are all simple little marketing de- devices that we can use that don't have to be expensive, that can be super powerful. Um, and a lot of these you can create online, like those at Moo. You can create them online. And, you know, just submit, and they're, they're running a, I'm not sure if the promotion's still going. They were running a promotion where you can create some, and they would ship them for free. You know, pay for shipping, they would create them for free. Um, but there's a lot of different ways to tap the things that you're using anyway. Well, you're right, because as a matter of fact, I, I, you know, you know I had all these different companies here for years, and I did all my printing and stuff locally, which, you know, I want to support the local guys. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, printing business cards are really expensive when you have, like, 26 employees. And it gets to be, and then nobody wants to do it at the same time, and everyone's a pain in the, you know, the butt because they want it done a certain way. I want it raised. I don't want to. So I now, I have a, a four-color card. Maybe you've seen it on both sides, and it's uh, laminated, so it's, it's really pretty. Right. And it's all done electronically, all sent out to California. I swear to God, if, my, if Jesus Perez, who's my IT webmaster, who's, by the way, a genius, go to the website, and the guy's really good at what he does. We're just one little company of his. But um, he's got a guy in California. If right. he gets it to the guy by, like, 3 o'clock California time, in 48 hours it's at my front door, right. DHL or FedEx or something like that. For probably 30 40 bucks, 50, maybe a little bit 50, more. $50, $55. I mean, yeah. and, and, I, and I get, like, 500 or 700 I mean, it's just an amazing deal. For four over four. In printer terms, yeah. that means four colors right. on the front, four colors on the back. Exactly. With that glossy coat, exactly. you can't beat it. And can't it's beat it. memorable. It is pretty. It's, it's hot. Wanda's got one. Yeah, you Man, know what? And there's no reason why not. Manny's is done locally. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we have we have Manny Gonzalez in the office right now in the studio. We're going to introduce him in a few minutes. But he's been listening, and he really likes you a lot. I want you to know that. Oh, that's cool. Hey, Manny. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know what? But that's, but that's what we and I like write about. Too. That's what we try and talk about and get people to sort of, sort of start thinking about ways to run the business and run it smarter and smoother, and whether it's technology, whether it's traditional – there's a lot of different things we can do. You just get caught up in the way you've always done things. And what's the saying? If you do things the way you've always done things, you're going to get the same results you've always gotten. You know. And you got to dare to think, think out of the box. And, and with the technology available to you and the things that you've been talking I will tell you, when you've been talking about Twitter and all these other projects and things you can get involved in that's that out there on the Internet, you know, we did that weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Right. And they're being talked about right now on major networks. Right. Uh, so uh, I got to tell you, folks, you got to pay attention to Jeff Sabar because he do know. He knows what's going on. He's uh, got the juice. What else am I going to do? I'm sitting in my home office cave all day. All I can do is read the blogs and see what's out there and learn what's happening. But that's some really good stuff. You just got to open your eyes to it. It's out there. Well, that's terrific. Jeff, we're going to split. Rich. We're, we're coming Wanda. up on an ad. We're going to have to do an ad break at the top of the hour, and I got to uh, introduce Manny Gonzalez. So, do um, so we're going to do that. We'll see you next week. You got it. All right. Regards home. Y'all be well. Okay, great. Listen, uh, this is Rich Roffin on 1360 WKAT. And uh, when we come back after the top of the hour in the second half, we're going to be sitting with Manny Gonzalez, who's the chief of MIA, Miami International Airport, Business Ventures. That sounds terrific to me, doesn't it, Wanda? Oh, yeah. This sounds like the guy. I want to know this guy because he's into, he knows what's going on. And if you know Manny, he does know what's going on. We're going to be right back. This is Rich Roppin and Wanda. Don't go anywhere.